0: Forte has been acting for over 20 years. She's been in crime procedurals, rebooted soap operas, and maybe some science fiction shows you've heard of. Fear the Walking Dead, The Runaways, Altered Carbon. At Clexicon, I got to talk to her about her career, working in science fiction, making your own stories, and representation in the media. This is Fact and Science Fiction. I'm your host, Carly, and this is Marlene Forte. Man, I get to wheel a gun around. At this age, they don't give me a gun that often. <laughs> Lately, she's played Celia on Fear the Walking Dead, Graciela on The Runaways, but I really want to talk about my personal favorite, Elazne Ortega on Altered Carbon. You know, I did the whole audition thing. Um, it's funny because I I, I
1: I grew up with like sci-fi, like watching you know Star Trek and William Shatner and all. That. I, I did. I grew up on television, which is why I work in television. I'm sure of it. But 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 I'm not a science person. Or, you know, I'm not, my brain, that part of my brain doesn't work. So when I, when I spoke to a I spoke to um, uh, Aleta and I was like, you know, we had a conversation on the phone and I said, I feel like sci-fi has been thrusted upon me. You have been in a lot. You know, and, and, uh, and I, she said to me, oh, you don't know, you have to read the books. I said, oh no, I must. She goes, you're not even in the first one. They talk about you. And I said, okay, well I need to
0: do it to immerse myself so I can then become part of this world. So I did read the first two. The experience on set sounded amazing for a sci-fi fan, as well as for an actor.
1: Um, It was a blast to work with another woman showrunner I was lucky enough to do that on Dallas too um, but to be immersed in the sets were amazing you know so those streets that you see would, that was like a big hangar that was created so we would walk into the streets there was no heavy lifting as far as acting goes right because now you're in the streets and it would rain in there it could be foggy in there yeah so it was like the you'd walk into Blade Runner right um, it was fantastic to do that because I'm you know I'm more like Oh, you know, I I can do anything in any world as long as it's concrete and we can (laughs) we can you know center
0: it into something. And I think all those characters are. Not only did the characters feel well rounded and three dimensional, but the themes altered carbon took on were complex. Marlene's character Elasne's main conflict with her daughter Kristen revolves around Elasne's faith in God and how she won't choose to extend her life, even though it's legal and encouraged to transfer your consciousness into another body. When you think about science fiction and what the future could hold, and and if you're religious, like that's definitely... uh, Well, faith! Yeah. What happens Uh, when you have a a universe without faith? We then discussed her role on Fear the Walking Dead. I'm really sensitive to those special effects personally, so I couldn't really talk to her about specifics about her character. But Marlene understood. During sure. a scene, uh, yeah, <laughs> where
1: well, you're so close, you can almost smell the rotting. The, the, the makeup is so good oh, on this stuff that I, I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna throw up. Yes. I'm like, this is not good. I'm on this show, and I'm like,
0: I love the dead. I'm the keeper of the dead. I'm like, it was just so hard. But the show isn't about the zombies or the special effects. I asked Marlene why she thought the Walking Dead franchise was so popular. She explained that her father is a big fan of the show.
1: My 80-year-old father loves this show, which is bizarre to me, right? But I think it goes, because he kept saying to me, it's not about the dead people. It's not about the dead people, and it's not. You know, the walkers are the easiest thing to survive, right? It's what happens to humanity when it's in that way, a lot like Walter Carver, right? What happens to humanity when you lose Everything except just survival instincts. Uh-huh. Then we become—we're going backwards, right? Uh-huh. We're becoming more mammal-like. More—I mean, yes, we're mammals, but you know, we've, we've developed our brain where it's just beyond eating uh-huh. and surviving. Um, so I think that that's that thing, you know, that thing that co- that that um,
0: causes or forms communities to survive. Even as special effects become more and more realistic and shows and films create real worlds for their stories, it's really the complex questions the work asks that I think makes audiences come back for more. I think it's this community um, survival
1: kind of thing, and um, that's human nature, I think, to always ask, how far do you go mm-hmm. to survive, and and what do you have to give up, right? Yeah. That's, those are big questions. Yeah, And definitely. I think it... Walter Carpens, I think shows like that, even that Runaway show that I'm on with mm-hmm. Hulu, right? Mm-hmm. At what time, at what point do you go, my parents are wrong. Um, oh my God, you know, and
0: then what? This episode was brought to you by Audible.com. Audible has over 180,000 titles of audiobooks to choose from, and you can download your free audiobook today by clicking the link in the show notes or going to audibletrial.com slash fact and sci-fi. That is F-A-C-T-A-N-D-S-C-I-F-I. I recommend Becky Chambers' books, The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet and A Closed in Common Orbit. You can get these two books for free at audibletrial.com slash fact and sci-fi. After discussing Fear the Walking Dead and Altered Carbon, I wanted to talk about her experiences as a Latina working in this industry. Almost every panel I saw at Klexicon discussed different groups' representation in the media. While Clexicon was created to celebrate LGBT representation, it's also really important to the organizers to showcase intersectional points of view. Marlene shared her story about working in Hollywood. I think it has
1: improved, and I, I, always, I always tell the story. When I started 21 years ago, I was still married to my daughter's dad, and it was Rodriguez, was, is just, was, Giselle Rodriguez is my daughter's name. So I was Marlene Rodriguez. I was born Ana Marlene Forte Machado, so, you know, Latina, lots, lots of names go. So I start my acting career a little later or whatever, and the guy's like, yeah, Rodriguez, just too specific. Maybe Roderick, Marlene Roderick. I'm like, who the hell is Roderick? I'm like, come on. Adam, Arlene, Forte, Machado. Pick one, Machado. Machado was even too Latin. So we went with Forte. So I used my mom's maiden name because of that moment in my life. My daughter, who's now a producer, but when she graduated college, she went into acting and nobody blinked about her name being Rodriguez. because the success of people like Jennifer Lopez and Evelyn Gloria and people with, you know, Z's and A's at the end of it. You know, that has changed. Um, it's much more,
0: you know, prevalent. But has on-screen representation improved, too? We're not there yet. Um, we're, we're almost there.
1: We're on the fabric. I like to say that, you know, we, if, if this thing is a fabric or a mosaic, we should be interwoven into the fabric of America because that's how we are. We don't live in a bubble. We don't all hang out with Latinos. It's not a Latino show. I hate when people are like, it's a Latino show. I'm like, ah! <laughs> why can't it just be a good show? Like, The Fosters, to me, it's just a good show. Mm. It's not a gay show. Mm. It's, not, it's just a really good show, mm-hmm. which is why it exists, and it has a scope of people. So I think when we start to think like that, when we start to just...
0: And,
1: and it is happening, you know, <laughs> fear the walking dead. Now I find myself, you know, interwoven into these... You know, even Car- even Carmen from Dallas, I remember when I <laughs> when my manager's like, So there's this is great role on the Remo in Dallas and there's a great Latin role and I'm thinking I don't remember Latinos in Dallas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's having a child then and everything, but I don't remember Latin role in Dallas. So I read it, and I'm like, oh, it's the maid. Uh, and she's like, he's like, I'm like, really, Polly? He's like, it's not the maid. She's Jordana Brewster's mother. She runs the house. She has a staff, and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, you're right. Jordana was a big part of the show. So I was like, no, you're right. She's not coming in and saying, uh, Mr. Bobby Ewing, would you like more coffee? You know, it wasn't that. And I was like, oh, He's right. Um, and I think that's happening more. The roles and I, look, my mother worked in the service industry. You know, when we got here from Cuba, that's all she. She was a teacher, but she never went to teaching. She was afraid of the school, so she worked at the hospital, te- you know, serving people. So I have no problem. But if representing
0: see, yeah. those, if it's a full life mm-hmm. person with and children, and over. if it's every single time, and that's all mm-hmm. you see Latino yeah. roles in, then it's them. But but so I want to be interwoven into the family
1: mm-hmm. of America, not. And I think that that's a long ways off, you know. Mm-hmm. But 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 we're getting there. The mm-hmm. more producers, the more showrunners, the more that happens, the more places like this allow for opportunities. I think that that's.
0: With each panel, I saw more and more panelists impressed upon the audience that we have to come together to make representation better. And Marlene said the same thing.
1: I am really interested in anything that um, brings women together. You know, boys have always had their boys club, right? They go to golf together. They do business together. They have this built-in networking thing that women are just kind of in the last 10 years grabbing on to it. And that's... Why they run the world, (laughs) and I think it's time for us to run the world. So I think it's really important to support anything that puts a bunch of women together um, for for the purpose of inclusion and breaking out of stereotypes and creating more work. Oh yeah. I've been doing this for 21 years, and in the last three or four years. In in noticeable numbers, Um, there's so many more women behind the camera, so many more showrunners, so many more writers in the room. So, and that, you know, 21 years later, I'm like, oh God, thank you. (laughs) It's really refreshing and lovely to see, and I think these things um, create an opportunity for more of that.
0: Yeah, definitely. So
1: that's why I'm here, and I'll go anywhere mm-hmm. if there's a bunch of women hanging out. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the last thing we talked about was just the accessibility of the tools to create films and TV. We now have cheaper cameras and web platforms that make it easier for just regular people to make their own stories.
1: Platforms are endless, and your, your resources are so much more accessible. You know, you'd need to get a film crew and a package together back at my age mm-hmm. to shoot a movie. Now, a really good iPhone can do it. Yep. <laughs> and and, and it if you works. have three or four, oh my God! Mm-hmm. Think about the possibilities. <laughs>
0: Just make it. And it's always
1: been like that. I jump-started my my career 21 years ago with a movie called Lena's Dreams that I shot and produced with my friends and a group of amazing people on 16-millimeter shorts. I had two only full canisters. I don't even know if you... I'm probably talking. I don't know. You know? know. Canisters. And the rest were short ends people had thrown away. I shot a wow. movie like that. so. It was hard. I had to raise money at $61,000 to, to, to feed people and turn the film into something people could see now. You know, three grand, you get a bunch of good phones and let's go have fun, you know? It's really exciting in that way.
0: Check out Marlene Forte's work on Altered Carbon Season 1 on Netflix, The Runaways on Hulu, and catch up on Fear the Walking Dead on Netflix, too. next time I return to a regular episode and the topic is extraterrestrial life. What do we know about life on other planets? What will we do if or when we make first contact? And what exactly have we sent into space to make sure that extraterrestrial life has a good impression of us? Unrelated to aliens, but related to space... I also had the pleasure of interviewing a planetary scientist named Harriet, and we talk about her work studying Jupiter, what sci-fi gets wrong or right about science, and what sci-fi shows she's obsessed with now. So keep an eye out for that on our social media channels. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at FactAndSciFi. Check out the transcript for this episode and more content at factandscifi.blogspot.com, or you can just scroll or swipe to the show notes and uh, click on those links there. And lastly, thanks for listening.